This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and happy weekend. Radio family, welcome. It is time once again. You know when the weekends come around. So does great conversation and our public affairs program known as Community Focus. Thank you so much for your fine company every weekend. And here on our Odyssey stations and engaging and continuing And what I look forward to every time I get together with my buddy, Joel Leonard, we always have something new and exciting, Joel, it seems, as we continue our focus on workforce development. So happy weekend. Good morning to you. How are you, sir? Well, the mega boom job explosion is still continuing in the Triad region in North Carolina. If there ever it was happening this week, we made national news when Siemens... uh, Siemens Mobility mm-hmm. made the announcement that they're bringing rail, uh, they're going to be building car, train cars in Davidson County in Lexington, North Carolina. And I think that you know made, a little something about that area because that's where you're from, my friend. That's right. That's right. That's the area where when I graduated college, believe mm-hmm. it or not, people don't believe this. When I graduated college in 1986, there was 20 five percent unemployment wow one in four people were out of work i had no idea now we're at three percent that's fantastic and we're talking from you say 1986 to where we are in 2023 yeah wow you know what joel and that's what i always enjoy when you and i get together well, you really do all the work. I'm just here to facilitate as a host of this public <laughs> affairs program. So listen, I'm going to give credit where credit is rightly due. And I just wanted to personally thank you because in that length of time that you and I have known each other, it was really, and it still is, it always has been from day one to where we are currently as we get this conversation underway. We have another esteemed panel of guests. And I was jokingly saying this before we even went on air, I'm going to be the only girl in the group, which I don't mind being surrounded by very talented gentlemen. But before we introduce them this morning, Joel, I just wanted to personally thank you for everything. I mean, every effort, every ounce of your time, your energy, your resources you have been putting in to get our communities really fired up about not just workforce development, but maintenance in general and where we were going, especially where we are in the throes of 2023. We're in a manufacturing renaissance. 
Absolutely. And we, we lost it, and now we're bringing it back. Absolutely. And it's so exciting. It is incredible. Mm-hmm. And the key people on this call are going to be part of the solution as we're trying to change our culture. We're no longer a post-industrial society. Yes. And we've got to get our communities to recognize that. You can't go sit in a swimming pool anymore. Mm-hmm. you got to go pay your bills because you've got inflationary costs. And you can do it. You don't have to move away. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? That that laugh right there really is a testament to your enthusiasm of seeing things completely do a 360 compared to some 20 years ago. So, Joel, let's get right to it. Our first contributor of the morning is the Associate VP of work, uh, VP Workforce, I should say, of Davidson Davy Community College. I wanted to say good morning to Mr. Jonathan Brown. We also have on the line the VP of Bradley Group, Nick Jarvis, who also serves as a school board member. And we have another regular member of our community focus family who has been with us a number of times, Joel, and that is Stephen Matthews with Punch for Pounds Kids. Gentlemen, good morning. How is everyone doing? We're great. Thank you. Good morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Joel, I'm I'm going to let you uh, as my official or unofficial co-host. I don't know how you look at it, but who shall we speak to first? Because we got a lot of good information to cover. Well, and, and again, this thing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That we've been talking about. We've got several players right here right. that are really a part of the answer. And, and so I, I'm going to bring up the theme again because here we are. We've added about over 30,000 jobs last year and this year. And what are we going to do to enable people that normally wouldn't get those jobs, the people that need them the most, Mm -hmm. the people that are underserved, people living in poverty? What can be done to get them ready and selected to take on these jobs? And I'm going to put the right now, we'll let everybody speak to this, but I want to – 
um, Mr. Brown uh, to uh, to add what Davidson Davy Community College is ramping up to do to really make things work better in in, uh, in that area. Which well, is, before you again, get it's still coming out of a depression of losing right. thousands of jobs in major industries. Absolutely. Now, Jonathan, before you get started, Joel, thank you for letting me make that decision and you deciding on who was first because I was going to do any, meeny, money mo. Catch a tiger by its toe. <laughs> if, I, I forgot well, the rest of that rhyme. Anyway, I want everybody that this is a this is the core topic. What right. do we do to get everybody ready? I think Absolutely. everybody needs to have a voice on this. And I know every one of them got a different angle to it. That's so, true. That's true. Um, so, Jonathan, we will uh, we will give the honor to you in, in speaking on that first. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, sure. Well, I, first, I would like to think that um, you know we have fifty eight community colleges in this great state of North Carolina, and I think all of us do a great job. Um, But I also believe that the community college has to be the economic driver for a lot of these companies coming in because without good schools and without quality training, none of these companies are coming to our state. Um, We also have a a very robust workforce. And for us in the last two years at, at the college, we have really, really focused hard on partnering with our school systems. We serve four school systems, uh, Davidson Davy, uh, Davy County, Lexington City, Thomasville City, and Davidson County Schools. So we work really hard on alignment, not only educating uh, our high school counselors, teachers, principals on the programs we offer, but more importantly, engaging with those students. And we have found uh, through our College and Career Promise Program, which allows high school students to come to us uh, for free and take some of these classes in our advanced manufacturing programs. They get a, a leg up and a jump start on that career where they can leave after four years of high school mm-hmm. and have at least a certificate in one of these programs, which makes them highly employable before they you know, ever go anywhere and they're 18 years of age. Uh, so we have really pushed these programs really, really hard, um, and more importantly, educating not only our community uh, but the students on all the career opportunities. You know, four-year schools are great, right. uh, but not everybody is, is built to go to a four-year college. Exactly. And if we're ever going to change uh, that poverty cycle and give our <clears throat> students and, and our people, our citizens in our communities a chance, it starts at the community college because we take everyone. Um, you know, the only way you don't get in the class is if if we don't have enough people to offer it. If there's a seat available, right. you are in there. And not only do we offer that through our curriculum programs, but we offer it in our nighttime programs and our uh, continuing education. So there are so many opportunities out there. And for us, it's about branding and marketing and getting that message out to our communities. Jonathan, thank you so much for that. Let me, in addressing that first, and then Joel, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to comment on it as well. For me personally, Jonathan, that put a smile on my face because I am initially a product of a community college or at least going through a two-year program before transitioning or uh, transferring, rather, is the word, to a four-year university. I started at a small school outside of Asheville. I don't know if you gentlemen have heard of it, Brevard College which at the time when I went, I got an associate of arts degree. It was a two-year school. It was a noted music school for those who are familiar with with that area. I didn't go there as a music major, 
even though I was involved in music programs all through high school. But I went there initially for a poli-sci degree, and then it got changed to pre-law. And then by the time I transferred to East Carolina University and finished there, I ended up in communication. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it took two or three majors to really decide what I wanted to do. But I said all of that to say the experience with being at a two-year school, because Jonathan, you were spot on in saying not all kids are prepared to go right into a four-year university. I wasn't ready. And I think that was the best experience for me personally to go through that two-year program. It really prepared me of going to a, a larger school and, and getting a degree in communications. Joel, any any feedback on that? Well, and uh, I think it's, he again, he brought up some great points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'm excited about is I hope that uh, through these new initiatives, we can break the uh, the cycle where, and again, I, I, I'm very blunt when I say this, just mm-hmm. the most of these advanced manufacturing classes have been filled by white males. Yeah. And if we're going to diversify and, yeah, and, and allow folks beyond uh, and, 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 Again, the people that really need it, give them opportunities. We got to get more into these programs and of all kinds because we need everybody. We can't just have one demographic. So, um, so I'm excited about that. And I'd like to again, I think by getting the high schools, you can get them early enough and and get them uh, get them ready. You can be able to attract more. So I think it's wonderful. Uh, you want to add anything else to that, Jonathan? I do, and one of, one of our huge <clears throat> employees that we, we have formed a an apprenticeship consortium with eight companies in Davidson and Davie County, and we really work hard on selling that opportunity to our high school students that are graduating. You can come in, and we pay basically your education, your books, tuition is all paid for. You come wow. to class one wow. to two days a week. Yeah, the rest of the time when you're on the job training. Um, and that is a great opportunity. They come out with an associate's degree, mm-hmm. debt free, a job, and they're making more uh, than first four year degree people. If you were a first year teacher, they're going to make uh, you know the high thirties to forty thousand dollars with an associate's degree. And I think with an opportunity of growth, and I think that's huge. And another program that we really worked hard since I've got here is we have started what we call our Latino programs. Mm-hmm. Um, we were looking at our numbers, and we knew that we were uh, greatly underserving that population. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a director in place, and her job is to go out and to build those community relationships, that trust, and let them know that everyone is welcome here at Davidson Davy, regardless of your age, your religion, your skin color. We just want people to have an opportunity for economic mobility. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Jonathan. And I wanted to, of course, Nick, bring you into this conversation because before our kids get to these amazing community colleges that for a lot have been really under the radar for such a a long period of time until really this conversation we're having now, it obviously starts even earlier with our kids in our high schools and perhaps our middle and junior high schools. Your, Your thought on what Jonathan just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big focus for our career and technical education um, team in Davidson County Schools. Uh, you know, we've really put an emphasis on our middle school kids th- through the summer accelerator programs. Uh, and then also at the high school level this year, for the first time, 
Uh, we had a, a business and partnership meeting about two weeks ago to where we're going to allow kids and through Davidson County Schools are going to pay for these kids to take summer internship programs. Uh, so the companies will have no charge to them. Uh, we're going to work through our through the Bradley Group as well in kind of a consortium status. And so, and that's going to allow kids that have kind of that niche or, or itch for uh, the manufacturing arena to be able to go out and try some things and see some different opportunities and actually feel it, touch it, and understand the why. I think that's one thing that uh, this generation of, of kids really need to know. They need to put their hands on it. They need to touch it and see it uh, and not just listen to it in a book or a lecture mm-hmm. uh, format. So uh, with these SR, do- SR dollars that we've been able and been granted uh, through the COVID relief funds, it's going to allow us as a program uh, to offer these kids summer internship programs with manufacturing partners in our community uh, to do just that. Excellent. And Nick, hey, Nick this, I want to mm-hmm, hire two of them for my job fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what, Joel, that's obviously something that we're going to cover. And we're also going to include another gentleman who obviously works around a lot of great group of kids. Stephen Matthews, you've been waiting patiently in the wings, my friend, with Punch for Pound Kids. We will get you in on the conversation. But, you know, that's the thing about working in radio in order to keep lights on and so we can keep bills paid, I need to go to commercial break. But I promise you, radio family, there is a part two to this excellent conversation. Our contributors of our conversation on workforce development will continue. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus with me, Renee Vaughn. We will be back right after this break. It's the weekend edition of Community Focus. It's heard every weekend on our Odyssey stations. Good morning once again, radio family, and happy weekend. Welcome to our public affairs show. We get the word out and talk about some incredible people who are doing some incredible things in our communities. I'm Renee Vaughn. It is another great conversation to get underway here on our Odyssey stations with another great conversation on workforce development. My buddy, Joel Leonard, serving as my co-host. I don't know if you've ever known that, Joel, but as you already multitask in other areas, we just go tack that onto your resume as well. (laughs) So good morning to you once again, my friend. We do, and we are back with continuing our regular conversation on workforce development. And the gentlemen who join us, Joel, really are having a positive impact on our young people. Because when we talk about workforce development, we talk about the maintenance sector in general. It's obviously so different given the technology with the kids of our generation, our sons and daughters, as opposed to when we were around their age going through this particular time period. And we've mentioned this and you've talked about it time and time again. When you make the comparison from where we are as manufacturing jobs are coming back to the area where some 15, 20 years ago, they were leaving. Everything was going overseas. Everything was going abroad. The furniture industry, for instance, hundreds if not thousands of people who had been with that manufacturing company for what, two or three generations, let's say? Yeah, yeah. And, had no jobs. Back in time. To step back in time, Renee, yeah. you actually were, took me off the TV and put me on your oh, radio show. That's right. Because I went to a TV reporter and told them, when are you ever going to talk about new jobs? Mm-hmm. Why do you 
always tell us uh, it was so depressing to watch the news because every night was like watching a business obituary Mm -hmm. column. Mm -hmm. They were constantly telling us how many companies were leaving, how many jobs were being lost, and it was so depressing. And they didn't believe me. And they said, well, are there jobs hiring? And I just walked over to a newspaper stand. I had no idea what was in it. And I said, all right, let's see if there's any new jobs. And I just pulled up the unemployment thing, and there were 60 openings, and most of them were in the skilled trades. Wow. Mm -hmm. And and then they take me, and then you put me on here, and that's how we got started. (laughs) And that's where we are, yes, and and where we are. Actually, Stephen Matthews is in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Uh, Stephen, what are you doing? Yeah. Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, so um, as Joel was saying, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the city of Greensboro um, has, and it's going to be a rollout soon, so I won't speak a lot about it, but the city of Greensboro uh, has bought into a model called Cities United uh, that is uh, focused on decreasing uh, violence, gun violence with, amongst black and brown boys and men. Mm-hmm. And so as a community partner, uh, the lead community partner in this model, I'm here and doing training. What, what I love about this particular model is that when you start talking about violence or crime of any sort, especially um, in the black and brown communities, uh, the, the birth of a lot of that has to do with poverty, right. income, and education, housing. Um, and so inside of this model, we have an understanding that we want to be able to have a collaborative effort inside of these different scopes. And for this conversation, is going to be employment and income. Mm-hmm. And so how do we, one, get those communities connected to these employers that's coming into the, the area of the triad? Um, and then secondly, how do we prepare our young our teens to uh, get ready to go into the workforce? Everyone's not going to go to higher learning. Some mm-hmm. are going to go into higher trades. Some are going to go into entry level, as we were just speaking of, from exactly. the production side. And so right. better positioning those individuals and families to be able to have a sustainable driving life through workforce is uh, our goal through this particular model and as uh, a, a regular entity of the city of Greensboro with punch for pounds, not just serving youth right. ranging in school age, but also serving communities of young adults mm-hmm. and, and families where we host job fairs and we want to bring employees into these communities. And so I'm, I'm highly honored, privileged to be on this conversation and know oh. Joel and his continuous efforts Absolutely. to connect what we like to call that untapped pool of talent to yeah. these employers. And mm-hmm. so, Knowing there's going to be some vacancies, knowing there's some disparities, mm-hmm. how can we uh, partner together in, in a collaborative effort to see everyone win at one time? Absolutely, um, Stephen. So I don't. Good. I don't think we could have picked a, a more appropriate opportunity to have this conversation because one thing I want to say about you, and I got to give a shout out to our girl Cameo, <laughs> yes, Cameo. who has been an integral part of this as well. But to yeah. me, what you just said says to me personally, Stephen, is the fact that the opportunities that you are providing with Punch for Pounds Kids, Nick, what you're doing as the VP of Bradley Group and a school board member, Jonathan, what you're doing as the Associate VP Workforce of Davidson Davy Community College, you're helping to take these young people out of what normally is the type of environment and all that they're used to and you're exposing them to a world where they can develop a skill set and they can make a life if it's only for them, for themselves, if, if they 
continue to be a single individual, or if they decide to start a family, they can pass that skill set and their trade onto their children. So it's really, especially in our lower income communities where our kids really don't have the opportunity to, as the expression goes, step outside the box, to have a chance to work for a company that will allow them to travel, that will allow them to really see themselves using that skill set firsthand to help better a product, to perhaps even invent a new product. I think about so many things that because of how advanced technology is now, and especially when we look down the road, even a year, if not five years from now, this is the generation of kids that can take that technology to a whole nother level. You think we are being amazed with the products that we're using now in 2023. I can't even imagine, even if I'm still here, you know, that obviously isn't left up to me per se. But I'm just saying in general, it's it's really a great opportunity for these young ones to have that potential to be the best that they can be. Gentlemen, any feedback on that thought? Definitely, Renee. Um, and, and just for two seconds, you know, so for for Punch for Pounds, we want to engage, build great relationships with right. youth, young adults, and families. Mm-hmm. And inside of that relationship building, and we spoke about this before, we get a chance to assess and understand what the areas that needs are. And so when you start talking about exposure, that's important. Right. Soft skills, that's important. You know, we're at High Point Central. Uh, we had an opportunity <clears throat> to bring a boxing ring into a high school that hasn't been done in wow. Wow, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one conversation. But with, I found out in building relationships and, and uh, teaching these youth, not just the sport of boxing, but what character development and leadership and mm-hmm. being a support to staff and faculty from an academia standpoint is some aren't going to go to college. Right. They already said that. My parents say we need to go to work. We have to help take care of the family. Mm-hmm. So now having the opportunity to build a relationship with employers and do some level of career exploration, do some level of touring. Um, I think I seen Joel on an interview with one of the employers and they do a scholarship program um, and, and just making sure that we take a holistic approach right. and, and not just, you know, for me, Renee, in my business, I had to learn early that I might have to do his job a little more and his mm-hmm. or her job, whoever that may be in order to get the goal accomplished. And right. I think that's what we have to have that holistic approach. I know community colleges are doing a great thing um, and they're in their uh, way of trying to bridge the gap. Employers are, but I think we need to go a step further because yeah. there's going to be barriers. If we're talking about bringing this community to employment status, there's some barriers that's going to are in place and we need to be ready to break those barriers. Um, if that makes sense, and go a little bit above and beyond what you would think we're supposed to do. But if we're trying to make sure that, one, the businesses are staffing the business or or finding the employees, but two, we want to care about the community that we know has a poverty and is impoverished and and their uh, annual income is less than fifteen or 20000 If we care that much, then we need to Mm -hmm. go a step beyond to figure out how we can get them to work. Um, and if that means we need to bring one of those shuttle buses that meet downtown to take them all away from downtown Greensboro to Lexington to ensure, then let's figure out how we can close that gap and build that partnership from a logistics standpoint. It's just the same uh, for an example. So uh, I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Thank you for, for expressing that. Uh, Nick, before uh, either you or, or Jonathan, if you care to ex- express or expound on, on Stephen's thoughts, I wanted to uh, shine another spotlight that I really appreciate about community college was that one-on-one personal relationship between myself 
in my professor or my teacher that I didn't feel I could get. And it's not knocking four-year universities. They're, they're good institutions of higher learning. But when you're in a classroom of 100 or 150 other students compared to half that size, if not smaller, in a community college where it may be only 10, perhaps only 20 or 30 max, how much more of a one-on-one relationship there is between the student-teacher ratio, if either one of you gentlemen want to uh, comment or, or give feedback on that thought. Renee, uh, I, I agree with you uh, 100%. And, Stephen, I thought your comments were spot on. Uh, I always say um, a lot of times when we talk about education, yeah. um, we have adult problems and we don't think about the student. Uh, what are the barriers to get uh, our community and, and these students to us? And you hit it on the head. Transportation is a huge barrier. Uh, sure. When I talk to manufacturers all the time, it, reliable transportation, even daycare, now is a is a huge issue of why some people are not in the workforce. Um, you know, we've kind of dove in and looked at, okay, identify what the problem is. We know that 24% of every child in Davidson County is growing up in poverty. Uh, we also know that from the age range of 16 to 24, 16 percent of those people are not working or not in school so we have an audience right there now it's about how do we find uh, and make and take away those barriers uh, to get you here and get you upskilled and, and employed in in some type of formal education <clears throat> nick why don't you add to that yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, both are spot on. And, you know, my, one of the things that, you know, that we've worked really hard to do is also is, is getting our parents engaged, right? Right. Uh, and explaining and getting the parents out and to see what we're talking about. Because it's one thing to tell, you know, the younger generation, but it's another thing to show their parents and to show them what the opportunities at hand, you know. And so one thing we're trying to do in our high schools is to have a parent night and bring that force the parents into our schools, have mm-hmm. our business and industry there at our schools and explain to them, because I think, you know, there's a little bit of a negative stigma around manufacturing and what manufacturing right. was in the, right. you know, the 60s, 70s, and even early eighties mm-hmm. compared to what it is now. Uh, and it's not that anymore. And, and it's clean manufacturing and it's lean manufacturing. And just like with the announcement of, um, Siemens coming into town. I mean, that's mm-hmm. state-of-the-art manufacturing, uh, and there's a lot of opportunities. There's a Nuke Egger Wood Products. Is you know, when you take a tour of that facility, it's not um, furniture industry of 1970, right? right? These folks are in front. When when we walked into one part of Egger. Uh, wood products, there's literally three computer screens and it looked like air traffic control wow. uh, sitting there and, and they had young folks sitting in front of computer screens, monitoring everything and doing everything digitally. Things that me, even at my age, probably would be overwhelmed with. Right. Um, but younger generation who have grown up in that are able and it's a quick transition for them. And I think they do have the advantage. And so it's really just educating uh, not only the youth, but their parents as well, that the opportunity at hand that you don't have to, the perception around you, you know, you have to go to a four-year college or you're not going to be successful. Those right. days have are passed and we've got to get past that. And, and I think the community college 
uh, and some of our local business and industries are doing a phenomenal job of stepping up to that. Uh, it just takes work. Um, and just to expand a little bit uh, on that, you know, one thing that Joel and I talked a little bit about yesterday and Joe, now we're having to adjust our training style, right? Yeah. We have this younger generation who have tremendous amount of technology experience that have been fortunate enough to grow up. You know, I, I have a 12-year-old daughter, and she's had a cell phone for two years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember, and I'm sure you guys can remember when that first cell phone you ever got, it wasn't at 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, you know, but with that comes other barriers that we have to address. And some of those are those soft skill areas. It's that one-to-one, that interaction between folks, the communication piece of being able, because there is still a human element to the workforce. Um, And I think that that's something that we've identified and that employers have identified. And so we're having to go back and and spend time with, with students and talk about, resume writing and having a face-to-face interview and and what to wear to an interview uh, and things of those nature that, you know, we just take for granted, but they need, but until we explain it to our youth and do it in a way that they understand the why, I think we're selling ourselves and we're definitely selling them short and it's not fair to them. So that's one of the areas that we've really expanded on and tried to, to put a direct focus into. Excellent. Well, let's expand on this, gentlemen. And and Joel, I'll need your assistance on this as well. We touched on this earlier in our great conversation. Let's talk about this upcoming job fair to get those who are listening to this program here on Community Focus fired up and excited and wanting to say, I need to be here for this. Well, if anybody wants to come, August 24th, we're having a regional manufacturing and even some healthcare providers will be at in Bull City Cider Works August 24th from 4 till 7. Uh, we're going to shoot for 40 employers. Uh, we're going to have Davidson Davy Community College. I know Bradley Group's going to be there. And we're going to try to also do some unique things mm-hmm. uh, like you did. And this is built on what you and I did before, Renee. Yes. Uh, Back in 2006 time frame, Renee and I did a summer job fair, and the governor easily actually arranged for us to have an, a brand-new RV yes. that was set up with laptops and career counselors. And Renee was on the radio telling people about the job fair, and they would pop right off of I-40, go into our business park, <laughs> right. and come in, and they didn't have time to get their resume updated or even bring it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we found out about it, we marched them right over to the RV, sure and they were able to get a career counselor to produce them 40 resumes, and they went around the, the job fair and competed for those jobs. We're going to do the same thing at this job fair. You, and, uh, and Renee, it was all built on your helping us because we had a whole bunch more people that we didn't know were going to have that need. <laughs> and so if they don't have it, we'll, we'll produce it for them right on the spot. Well, Joel, I was glad uh, that we, also, we had that opportunity together. But I tell you what, my friend, your memory is impeccable because 2006, that's a long time compared to 2023. Well, it was a dramatic event it for was. me having yep. 1,500 people show up. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we, so I'm worried about getting three to 500. So people mark your calendars now uh, because the job market's so different than what it was. 
getting three to 500 at job fairs is going to take a lot of work. So we hope we'll get a good crowd, but also if you're employers and you want to come, please call me at 336-338-1011 and book your table and uh, we'll get you uh, set up. But uh, we're going to be having people from all over the triad coming Mm -hmm. to Davidson County, which is the hotbed of activity now with Nucor and and Siemens Absolutely. and Hegger and Mohawk and all these companies that are needing talent. Um, and we've got even a company from a uh, utility company from Statesville coming to this job here already. Fantastic. So, so listen, radio family, don't sit on this. I mean, you may think, Oh, August, I got some time. We know how months can fly by. I mean, we're, we're already, <laughs> we might as well just say getting close to the halfway mark of this year already but august will be here before we know it yeah and Stephen, i hope you to bring at least a bus load of some, some, some <laughs> young do. yes here. yes <laughs> because you know how we like to do Stephen. i love to have follow-up conversations and so nick and, and jonathan i want to express that to you Stephen and joel already know that I don't have, even though you gentlemen initially were newbies, you are officially family on this program. So Joel knows what I like to do. I, I like to have repeat folk yeah, on our public affairs well, program. Again, what's great about working with Renee is you help people grow and they come back and they're, they Absolutely. share their story. And you get to see, we get, Stephen's had so many neat things happen since we brought him on here originally over a year ago. Right. So, well, one thing that I will say that you can just take from this call, you know, is just the passion that we all have, right? Absolutely, and, and that speaks yeah. to you, Renee and Joel. I know we've had lengthy conversations that mm-hmm. start as five-minute calls, and they end up <laughs> on the phone talking for right? an hour and never, exactly. hit, a, never hit a dull moment. Uh, and I know uh, Dr. Brown, you know, is extremely passionate about this. I've, I've been fortunate to know him for quite a while, and, uh, you know, we have to, you know, it takes that passion. And I think when what I've noticed is when you see that passion mm-hmm. and they feel that passion, Absolutely. they're able to uh, kind of radiate to that. And I'm excited about that. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. We appreciate you. And I'll echo that too, Renee. Thank you for having me Absolutely. on. And, uh, you know, I said this in front of a group last weekend for a fundraiser in communities and schools. Mm-hmm. I looked at everybody and I said, if not you, then who? And right. we really have to ask ourselves those those critical questions. Who's going to be the difference maker in our communities? Because somebody has to take charge and do that. And I'll just say, and I've heard this throughout the conversation, uh, I've been in education for 27 years now. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, I've, regardless if they're five or they're 45, when they're done with their education, everybody needs a career. Yeah. You know, so sometimes I, I feel like, especially in our K-12 system, we do a great job of preparing them academically, but we do not do a great job of preparing them for the workforce and talking about those opportunities that you have. And again, we need to learn to celebrate students that when they're coming out of high school, if they're not going to a four-year school, why why do we look down on that? If they want to go into the workforce, the military, we need to kind of change that perspective and celebrate that, hey, they're going to be a part of, you know, our community, uh, our society, and going to do great things. Absolutely. Jonathan, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been wanting to ask 
you and, and anyone who serves in the capacity of working with community colleges and you just saying over 20 plus years of being in the educational system, what is the one thing if you could brag about your community college in particular and the growth that you have seen, particularly since you've been with Davidson Davy CC, what would it be? Uh, I, I would say that uh, two things. Number one, uh, we have seen our continuing education programs and our workforce development areas uh, double in the last two years. Right. And we've also seen all of our curriculum and our skilled trades uh, were full. I'm very proud of yeah. our welding program. Yes. You know, yeah. we're running, I have three weld shops. We're running them all day, eight hours a day, and then we're running night classes. Uh, so we, you know, we worked really hard uh, mm-hmm. to really change uh, that mindset that, hey, come to us, we'll get you a skilled trade, and we'll get you a good job. And then, you know, our college traditionally is very high performing. We were, we were ranked number one out of the 58 when it comes to our metrics uh, that are measured. Nice. Uh, so very proud of that. Excellent. Let me also uh, let me add a couple of things in in that comment, uh, Jonathan. Number one, I I can only imagine with with the welding how many uh, minorities are in that class, and even how many women. Because Joel, do you still have on social media um, your women welders? I know I'm not saying that yeah, we, uh, properly. Yeah, there's a four-letter word in front. We call them wild women welders. There so, you go. Okay. Uh, Thanks for the reminder. Um, <laughs> members of that. Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, I monitor a, uh, a Facebook group, and we've yes. got people from all over the world, and mm-hmm. these are rambunctious women. You can't yeah. tell them they can't do something. That's right. Do it, they are truly talented. And, the other thing, Jonathan, that I wanted to, to add was the fact that even though we are – engaged in this conversation focusing on Davidson and Davie County and the Lexington area. We're not just excluding everyone else, any surrounding counties or North Carolina. A huge shout out to all the community colleges that are doing what they're doing in preparing our kids with a skill set so they can be a very important, if not integral part of the workforce development. Well, it, it it goes without saying we would not have the success we are having now without the community college. Absolutely, we have Absolutely. got we have got a competitive advantages over other states because yeah. of what happened during the Terry Sanford years back in the fifties, mm-hmm. setting up community colleges are all over the state. Right. This is a huge, huge development, and uh, I am so honored to see. Uh, Davidson and the, and the Triad region get experience this mega boom of jobs. Rest yeah. of the country and the tech sector is talking about recession. Right, right. We ain't going to have a recession at least in the short term. And with all these coming on, I don't, it, I don't see that happening in the near future. Uh, they're away. Absolutely. So, uh, anybody that has any questions about this program today or wants to participate in the job fair or anything else, please call me at 336-338-1011. I've gotten so many good calls now. Excellent, Joel. So happy for you. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. Now, Joel and, and Stephen know this. Nick, you may be aware. Jonathan, you will be aware that I would love to have all of you back on another program. In fact, to try to do a follow-up a program or show before we get to the August 24th job fair date. 
So uh, Joel and I will be communicating and, and I look forward to hopefully making arrangements on that. In the meantime, thank you so much, gentlemen. I don't mind being the only gal on this conversation <laughs> by any means. I feel like I'm You're so doing a good job of keeping us all together. We oh, well, thank all, you very doing, much. You're doing a great of keeping it together. You're the glue. You're our glue. You're the glue. And thank you. you very much. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So again, Associate VP Workforce, Jonathan Brown of Davidson Davy Community College, Nick Jarvis, VP of Bradley Group and a school board member, of course, Stephen Matthews, Punch for Pound Kids, and Joel Leonard of Markets USA. Thank you so much. Joel, any closing thoughts that you want to share with us or gentlemen? Anybody listening, call me and we can get you a job too. And That's if you're right. an employer and you want to get a booth, call me. We're going to do everything we can to get this community uh, more jobs filled and more people out of poverty. Absolutely. And thank what you continue to do with Makerspace, too, Joel. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much, gentlemen. No goodbyes from me, as always, until next time. So, Radio Family, what a great way to end another fabulous conversation on our topic of workforce development. Indeed, no goodbyes. Until next time, please stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And you have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Until that next time, take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.